everybody. Welcome to the Uncombined Podcast. We are back. Thank you so much for bearing with us <laughs> last week as we, as we, as Kinsey was super sick. And so we are so sorry. sorry that we missed you guys last week. We thank everybody who reached out and who brought us great feedback and who let us know that they missed us. And it was so encouraging. And Kinsey and I couldn't stop talking about how loved we felt. And just so you guys know, Kinsey's feeling a lot better. So <laughs> we're ready for this. <laughs> right. <laughs> so on That's our last right. podcast, we talked about the struggles and benefits of setting the word with our husbands. And tonight we are going mm-hmm. to continue with that theme. But plot twist, we have invited <laughs> our husbands to join us. Yay. And to give us a male's perspective. So joining us is Luke Nurnberger, Kinsey's husband. Hi, Luke. Hi. And <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. And my husband, Trenton. Hi, Trent. Hey. So just so you guys can hear their voices a little bit. <laughs> All right, Kinsey, how would you start us off? Okay, so um, the first kind of question I have for you both or either whoever wants to answer, um, how do you encourage um, your wife to study the Bible with you? Or do you encourage your wife to study the Bible with you? (laughs) Either one of you can talk. <laughs> We're just Take jumping away. in. Jump in. Answer the <laughs> Please calm yourselves. <laughs> Trenton, right. I'll make you answer right, this I'll, first. I'll fall on this grenade for you. It's truly brotherly love there. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, yeah. That's a, well, Kenzie, that's a really good question. Um, so I guess to kind of start with how I encourage my wife specifically to study the Bible with her, with me, it, it's more topically. I can't mm-hmm. say that where we're at right now that I sit down every night and, and read through a specific book of the Bible with my mm-hmm. wife. Um, that just doesn't happen. Uh, and nor do we do devotionals, but what we do do on a regular basis is we talk to each other about what we are learning from, uh, you know, what I'm learning from my men's Bible study, what I'm Mm -hmm. learning from my discipleship relationship, uh, what she's learning from her women's Bible study. You know, I really do want to be engaged in what she's learning with other women and what are mm-hmm. they teaching? Where are they getting that information? Mm-hmm. Um, and just being a part of that and helping her answer questions and helping her be prepared to go into that. And I mean, that's a daily basis for us. So it's more, I would say like studying the Bible. Do we do sit, we do sit down and look at scripture, but it's more on a topical basis uh, yeah. than like a regimented, we're going to read through chapter mm-hmm. or John, you know, the book of John today, mm-hmm. take it one chapter each mm-hmm. day it's not so much that she might ask me hey what's your opinion on uh, you know baptism or 
what's your opinion on communion? And then we really stop, take a look, sit down, um, and, and go through scripture that way. So it's more topically, but that it's never ending. It's a daily thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or it might be like, what did you learn today? She's going through Isaiah and her Bible study. Let's talk about that. Um, mm-hmm. and, how do we prepare for our next Bible study going forward? And um, what do you learn there? So, and I, and the other thing too, going back to, I feel like I've learned a lot more mm-hmm. in the past few years and is, is I really kind of bought on to the fact that like, if we go back to the beginning and we talk about what is a husband and wife mm-hmm. and you go back to the beginning of Genesis chapter two, and I think it's verses 23, 24, let me find it here. Uh, so it says, then, so 22 through 24, it says, then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of man, and he brought her to the man. The man said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman for she was taken out of man. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united in his wife, and they become one flesh. Uh, I've really, over the past couple of years, truly bought into like what it is to become one flesh. Uh, and it's echoed throughout the rest of the Bible. It's, you know, referenced again in Ephesians and then multiple times. Mm-hmm. But it's the, the thing is that my wife's theology should be my theology. My mm-hmm. theology should be my wife's theology. And if I'm not doing my job, are we really, we, we should be on the same page. And if she's off on a different page, then I'm not doing my job as my mm-hmm. husband to really talk to her about things um, and work through things with her, uh, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. And that, uh, I, yeah, I would say that really hit me maybe like two years ago. I think Annie talked about this on the last podcast. We were in our church membership process. Uh, our church was developing a membership process. And part of that, the elders go and they interview families and we talk to them, get to really know them, ask them questions, hear their testimony. Uh, and so we, we did like a scrub of that where the pastor went through, he practiced with our family, uh, and one thing that came up uh, was baptism. And my wife a- answered kind of what we believe on baptism. And I really noticed there, like, okay, yes. So she was doing her job and what God called her in letting me lead the family mm-hmm. in our belief on baptism. But I wasn't doing my job in explaining why we believe things really rooting through scripture and what it actually means and so my my wife answered and she didn't answer the question very well uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no offense Annie I'm just like I, no but this is I what, admitted this is that last, yeah. last and, I, and I'm sitting in this meeting and I'm listening to it and I'm like this is what my wife thinks I think it's not what I think mm. um but I and that's when I recognized I hadn't been doing a good job as a husband she was doing her part in saying, this is, you know, my husband believes this. Uh, I'm going to follow that and I'm going to let him 
lead, mm-hmm. you know, lead our family that way. She was doing what she was called to do. And it was just a testimony to what God calls people to, or, or, you know, wives to do. And I was able to see in that, like, wow, I'm really not doing what I'm called to do mm. or what God calls me to do. And uh, so it gave me the opportunity to really take a step back and say, what is, okay, let's walk through what we really believe and why we believe yeah. it and where it is in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's, it, and that's kind of, go ahead. Oh, I, what I love about that is um, I think it can be easy for couples to focus on, okay, what are we studying together? Like we're going to read this book or, or maybe couples think, oh, we aren't studying the Bible together. We aren't doing a book together. And so they just kind of give up. But what I kind of love about what you're saying is it's so important to be having these discussions, not just saying we're going to read, you know, Acts together. Or we're going to read Romans. But to, to make it a part, these conversations need to just be happening throughout your whole day so that, mm-hmm. um, you know, so that, for example, Annie's sharing with you what she reads in Isaiah and then she's hearing back from you, you know, your thoughts and your opinions. And then it gives, um, you, and then, and then you can even just being a part of these meetings together. And then, you know, uh, I'm, I'm doing a poor job of, of communicating this, but I just think it's not just about making sure you sit down with your husband and read a book of the Bible, but it's about making it a part of your conversation throughout the whole day, kind of every day kind of thing Mm -hmm. so that you can touch on all of the different subjects, you know, um, and theology, like you're saying, which really encourages me with Luke. Like, I want to do that. I want to do that more together Mm -hmm. because I can get focused on just like one subject. Yeah. And there are times where I look back now and I can see where Annie was really just wanting to know more about a subject. Mm, mm-hmm. um, and I can look back and say, well, I really failed her on helping her through that. Uh, and, and just but part of that is just a husband's willingness to listen to his wife and what she's desiring to know. Mm-hmm. And, and being that part where we, as husbands, walk through what scripture's saying with our, with our wives. Something and Trent touched on this too, and and um, something that I love that Luke does when it comes to studying the Bible together is if I'm really excited about something, he will do it with me. And mm-hmm. something I wanted to do was really on my heart was to read through the Bible chronologically, and so I bought a Bible, and it's like. Um, Everything's in chronological order. And Ooh, that's awesome. I tend to get really excited about things. And then I like for, a, for a, a short time and then I move on to the next thing that I'm obsessed with and the next thing. And so um, <laughs> it's been kind of cool because even though it was my idea that was like, hey, can we read this together? Um, I would have already switched and been doing something else. But Luke's like better at saying, hey, let's let's do that. Remember, like. Remember you were interested in this? Yeah, and so I think he's he's done a good job of when I'm excited about something, you know, listening to me. And the reason I share that is because for any women listening, 
just to encourage them, like bring your husbands in on what you're reading Mm -hmm. because, and and especially with what Trent was saying, you know, it, it can really, I think, encourage them and make sure that you're sharing with them, even if they're, Oh, Hey, I woke up and I read it, but you can still share with them and bring them in and show that. I think that's a way to show them, Hey, I care about, you know, your, your opinion Mm -hmm. on this, or I want, you know, to hear what you have to say. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I agree wholeheartedly with that and it also like as a as a wife who has learned to share with her husband Mm -hmm. it helps me to remember to that God is first and my husband is second so what I'm learning needs to go to trend Mm. before it goes other places you know um and just to to remember to respect him and honor him in that way that I want to share this with him like that's that a way it's, of showing it's a joy him for respect. Me too. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it goes back to the Genesis too, and that as husband and wife, you know, Annie and I are one. Yeah. And so, do we, as each other's spouses, truly like look at one another's needs as our own needs, mm-hmm. and one another's desires as our own desires, one another's what makes one another excited is something that makes, you know, ourselves excited, excited. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, what my wife's desiring to know out of the Bible is what I should want to desire to know out of the Bible. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So I want to move on to this next question because this is actually one that I feel is going to be to resonate with a lot of women. I know that it resonated with me just, just uh, two years ago, even. Um, How would you actually, yeah. How would you encourage a woman who is studying the Bible, but her husband isn't. So when, when I said that was like two years ago, Trenton was at a, a, a stage of life where he was working like, 17 hour days was gone all the time. Wasn't able to be home was. um, And so that was really hard on me Mm -hmm. because we never got to discuss the Bible. We never got to discuss what was going on in our lives because we never saw each other. And so there are different stages in life that we, that we go through different seasons. And so, but there are also women who are struggling because their husbands don't believe in God. Mm. And so how would you encourage a woman who believes in God, but her husband may be struggling with following the word? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think for me, I can speak about this maybe from like, try to, from the perspective of like a, like an unbelieving husband. And then I think also personally from the perspective of like when I haven't been in the word and Kinsey's really been awesome about that. Um, I think when I reflect on that, I think um, as a follower of Christ, your life should always be um, a testimony and a means of worship and joy. And when you're in the word, when you're worshiping the Lord, um, when you're walking that out daily, however that looks for you, 
you witness and you shine that light. Um, you know, just like when David writes in the Psalms about uh, my cup overflowing, you know, and the concept I think there is that you're so full that you're just overflowing and it's emanating everywhere um, and into people around you. And I think that um, perhaps at times, you know, we can lose sight that like one of the biggest um, areas of impact that that we can witness to people is actually those in our own home. Um, and though we can perceive or assume maybe that like, you know, in our marriage or in our wedding or all these things, like, well, we're both Christians. We both check that box. You know, we both, um, we both agree to this. We both get it, but maybe you don't know where that person's at that day, or you don't know what they're going through. Um, you know, you, you don't know what they're struggling with or where their heart is even at with the Lord if you haven't talked about it or, you know, maybe there's things there that haven't been discussed. And so I think you should always be on mission, um, even with your spouse. Uh, and I don't know what that mm. looks like or even what that, um, could mean, you know, depending on your relationship and, and all of those dynamics. But I just think having that posture, uh, is, is really key. When I think personally in my life, how Kinsey, I think has encouraged me in this, um, I would say like women, you just stay the course. And I think that, you know, we talk about seasons a lot in Christianity and, um, I know early on in, in my walk with the Lord, it was really emotional based, um, in a lot of ways, you know, there, there was truth. There were definitely experiences in my life and, you know, his word and all those things, but it was kind of more like the days or like, how my day was going spiritually was often based on how I felt about the day. Um, and mm. it wasn't necessarily truth. And so I think that, mm. um, you know, when you have your, your feet on God and on his truth as your foundation, um, and you stay that course, I think that's really uh, going to help you, especially when, your spouse, you know, your husband may not be, um, staying that course, at least you still have your feet on God as a solid rock. Um, and I think that Kinsey's done this really well with me in times that I haven't been really faithful in the word or like very consistent in leading, um, where, uh, she stays the course and she's strong and she, um, is faithful to the Lord and what she's doing and it's not like wagged in front of me like you know almost this condoning or you should be doing this or why aren't you necessarily um but it's more of like her bringing me in like you all were talking about earlier on uh, what she's discovering what she's seeing you know what she's excited about constantly telling me on her early morning walks you know um when she was able to do that before <laughs> for the cold winters here in wisconsin and you know uh, an infant, um, that, uh, all these awesome things and it just naturally encourages me. Um, and it's really been able to do that. But, um, I feel like if her attention was more spent on what I'm not doing, mm. um, instead of being spent on her relationship with the Lord, then like, it would just be the cyclical spiral into us focusing on each other and, and what's not versus like what the Lord has to offer in the relationship. So, yeah. That's awesome, Luke. Uh, yeah, the one thing that just 
I mean, Luke, I think you just hit it right on the head of the nail there, just uh, staying the course and being grounded in God's word and truth. Um, so uh, some scripture that comes to mind is in First Peter uh, chapter 3. Uh, but First Peter is really, I mean, it's a whole book. Peter's giving Christians instructions on how to live holy lives amidst persecution. And, and in that, through those tough times that Christians are facing, they're constantly, he's bringing up the word of submission over and over again. Uh, and he gets to a part, chapter 3, verse 1, where he says, Wives, in the same way, submit yourselves to your own husbands, so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives, when they see the purity and reverence of your lives. Uh, and just, when you read that, you just, man, I, and we could go on a whole there's a whole nother podcast right. <laughs> husband and roles of husbands and wives. Mm -hmm. But uh, you look at that verse in verse one, where it says submit, that's the same Greek words being used there. As you talked about earlier, when he's telling Christians to submit to a government that's persecuting. Wow. Uh, so he's telling, instructing wives to do that. And when you read that verse, he's even it says, wives in the same way, submit yourselves to your own husbands, so that if any of them do not believe mm. the word. And meaning, even if someone isn't following God or if your husband isn't a believer, you still do what God calls you to do mm -hmm. um, in submission to them. And then that he may be won over without words. That's important. Without mm. words, but by the behavior when, of their wives, when they see the purity and reverence of your lives. So just as Luke was saying, just staying the course for what God's called you in your actions uh, and your, like us as husbands will see mm. that and see what you're doing. Um, and that just, that's so important. Um, and I had a story. I was just thinking of it. I forgot it. <laughs> I'll come back. I'll come back to it if I remember. Well, but... yeah, I think just to add on to that too. I mean, I did touch on what what you were saying, Trent, but Kinsey has sat me down and been like, Luke, you know, in a very loving, honest way, like, you know, saying, um, I think you need to step it up a little bit, you know, <laughs> and, and I think that's good too. And, but I think that it's, it really needs to be done well in like a pure heart and not in like a reaction. Mm. sort of way i think that kinsey mm -hmm. was very proactive and um and thoughtful and like planned and like tactful in the way that she approached that and i think that of course that needs to be reciprocated on both ends but it was just really done well so mm -hmm. good job kins thanks mm -hmm. <laughs> are you talking about the the boat i don't know yeah story um, i <laughs> it, i heard no, that, that on, on that the last was a great podcast. example last yeah. week that kinsey Didn't yeah ring a bell but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe the story i was thinking of was the one we're in the church membership and you answered about baptism because there's an example of you staying the course and yeah and mm. me seeing that and me seeing you following mm -hmm. god really brought me up and called me up to, to do my part in it. Uh, yeah. 
All right, Kinsey, what's the next one? So what are ways that we can be encouraging to our husbands? And I know we've kind of, oops, sorry, I just pulled Luke's um, earplug out. (laughs) 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 Um, But I know we we kind of just touched on this in a way um, by, you know, you guys really encouraging us and listeners to, you know, really stay the course. Um, But is there anything um, that maybe from personal experience or um, an example, a good example, maybe you've seen from a couple just that, that would really encourage um, that has really encouraged you. And can I, can I add to that also? Mm -hmm. I love like a question coming up that is there anything that's not encouraging that a wife may do. And I feel like these are two questions that can go really well together. So Mm -hmm. if we could have an example of something that is encouraging and then something that maybe wives do that is not so encouraging, you know, that we just may do because we do it and we don't even realize. And so. I think one thing is an encouragement. Uh, So Annie brought up like one, at one point I was in the army and, Mm -hmm. I literally, I was leaving for work every day at 4.30 and getting back home at 7.30 mm-hmm. at night. And, or 4.30 in the morning, 7.30 at night. And uh, she really, really just walked through me with that season mm. of life. And at time, she wasn't, and I wasn't doing my part in leading her. Yeah, we were going to church together and, um, we would talk about things periodically, but I really wasn't doing uh, my role um, in my part in the relationship. And she walked through me with that. Um, not what does that mean to walk through you? What, to, walk, you keep walk, saying to walk, walk through, through me. me. <laughs> oh, sorry. Walk through that. Through that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Walking sorry, with I'm me sorry. through that. Period. No, but like you, I mean, there wasn't at any point in that life where you, or any point in time in that season where you didn't really take a look at where I was and what I was going through and try to meet me at a, with understanding, um, which Mm. is huge. And not just being upset or angry that, you know, you, you were left to do quite Mm. a lot. Um, you, yeah, you were encouraging and uplifting. Uh, what about you, Luke? Is that anything? Mm. I was trying to think of some don'ts and like, like things to avoid um, or that would not be so helpful. And I think that there's probably two that come to mind. One I already mentioned, which is not being like super reactionary. Um, If you're going to address or like call out, you know, just trying to be self-controlled in that. Um, However, I think that, on the other side of it, um, I just, my memory goes back to when I was talking with a friend, uh, years ago who was, um, struggling with the idea of being a, a parent, um, because he felt so insufficient and like he was going to screw his kid up. And I, I said, you know, I'll just call him brother. (laughs) It's a brother. Um, it's not about you being a perfect parent. It's about like you being a child of God and showing your kid that 
and just living that out. And mm-hmm. it's, it's not about what you, you do necessarily. It's about like God's story and like saving you all and his redemption. And that's what your kid needs to see. Um, and I think that's the most powerful thing. And I just think that with marriage as well, that's the exact same message. Um, you know, that's the exact same truth. Like our God doesn't change depending on the context, you know? And so, um, I would just encourage women in the, like, what not to do would be not to, uh, walk on eggshells, I guess, or, or Mm -hmm. feel like you're going to screw everything up. Yes. Our actions have consequences, all those things. But like, if you are walking with the Lord and if you're constantly going to him, the spirit convicts, his word is truth. There's tons of scripture on that. You can look it up, but, um, that way you're not just um like like have tough conversations um be bold whatever that means i don't know and i think that it's one of those things that what i just don't want people to do is just tread so lightly that things are not addressed and um i've seen that in in marriages i mean i don't i don't think we struggle with that too much (laughs) i feel like we kind of we can call each other out pretty good, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have seen that. And That's I just awesome. think that, that that it's dangerous when you just go to complete like tolerance and like call it love when I really think um, it's that's sometimes loving people is not uh, always doing something that they're going to like, you know? So I don't know if someone needs to hear that, but yeah. Um, I just think it's, it's a dance, but, but that's why we have God's spirit and his mm. truth to, to, to guide us in that. I don't think it's a one size fits all. So with that mm-hmm. said, I think ways to encourage, um, Kinsey's done this a lot with me where, uh, especially early on in my faith, when I was just kind of like this, you know, college kid who just come into town, new to faith, all this crazy stuff happening, <laughs> you know, I was just like all over the place and. Um, not very rooted. And I felt like, you know, Kinsey had a very different upbringing with her parents and um, the, way, the way that they handled things. And I just think that I really appreciated um, Kinsey and even her parents, like praying for me for certain things, like mm-hmm. for uh, having men, other men in my life that were uh, mm-hmm. wiser and more experienced to uh, spur me on and encourage me. Um And it was one of those things that I never knew that I needed it or wanted it until like I experienced it, having somebody Mm -hmm. in my life, um, who's older, more experienced, all those things, you know, passionate about the Lord, been there, been through battles Mm -hmm. and things led, led, you know, um, his family well, um, or at least tried, you know, uh, to actually be in my life just to share life with me. And I think that that's been super powerful and it's something that I constantly long for, mm. um, especially moving here to Wisconsin, you know, um, I think Kinsey's prayed that a lot, you know, for me. Um, and it's really been cool when God answers that prayer, um, how encouraging and how much of a difference that can make, because I feel like for myself and my own life, I feel like I can handle that with my walk with the Lord. Um, you know, as far as what to do or all those things. But when it comes to like somebody else in my life, 
uh, I can be a little like a deer in the headlights or like, you know, uncertain of what to do or how to approach things or like a lack of confidence there. And when I have other people that are like uh, giving ideas or, you know, sharing what they're doing Mm -hmm. and like in a similar situation or like had been there and done that, um, it just really helps me uh, with that. So. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that you said, just looking for other Christian men to walk along with as a husband so important so wives just encouraging us to Mm. seek other men because we do sharpen Mm -hmm. one another and that's so important and they do hold we we hold one another Mm -hmm. accountable uh and that's just it's so important and there's so much fruit to be had from it yeah yeah that's great and i think that'll encourage a lot of women listening to to be praying for that. And, and, mm-hmm. um, even if you're listening and you're like, well, we don't know anyone, you know, or we don't have relationships like that in our church. Um, that's not an excuse to not be praying for that boldly, you know? Um, I hope yeah. that you feel encouraged today to walk away and, and just plead for that for your husband. Mm-hmm. And, Knowing that God's going to provide and it, I, you know. I have a question based mm-hmm. off of that, if you guys don't mind answering. Um, so there have been times where, so we, so I shared in our first podcast that I have struggled with depression, mm-hmm. and there have been times where I have been in a season of deep depression, and I've reached out to our pastor asking him to check on Trenton because walking through a season of depression with someone can be very overwhelming Mm -hmm. for the person walking beside that person, you know? And so how do you guys feel about your, your wife reaching out to someone to help you? Does that like undermine you? Does that, or does that feel encouraged? Yeah. So in that specific instance, I couldn't have been more thankful that uh, Dave, one of the pastors at our old church, uh, reached out to me after you talked to him. But And we had talked prior to that, and you knew that I was having a hard time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you were having a really hard time in a bout of depression. But having someone who – Dave's wife struggled with depression, and uh, having someone who had been through that mm-hmm. – sitting down and talking to me for, you know, like an hour just was such a huge lift off me and him just going through his struggles and telling me that he's been there Mm. and just see, he's literally rattling off and saying everything that I'm actually was actually feeling in that moment. Um, And so in that case, I I was very thankful that you reached out to somebody about Mm. that. Um, and to go back and kind of goes with both of them, both questions, but going back to the one, the last one that Kenzie was, the last answer Kenzie had mentioned, like if in seeking people out in your church, you don't, if your church doesn't have a discipleship program or something already in place through small groups, whatever it is, seek mm-hmm. that out if that's what you're desiring. Because a lot of people are willing to mm-hmm. and want to do it and maybe just haven't figured out how to seek out 
someone to mm-hmm. disciple. Um, so being willing to ask mm-hmm. people that you look up to, I, I'd be hard pressed that anybody would say no if you right. sought them out. Mm. Yeah, I I never thought about that before, Annie, because I guess I've never. I feel like we haven't experienced that necessarily with like a you reaching out on my behalf or something, but if I were to try to personalize that and think, um, I mean, I feel like if that's the need, then do it. Uh, and, and if there's any sort of hurt feelings there, I mean, when I hear that, I, this may not be podcast friendly, but I would describe that as being butthurt. And I think that it's probably, (laughs) probably, probably due to pride. And (laughs) probably due to pride, you know, and it's like, like, yeah, I may be butthurt for a little bit, but then, you know, it'll, it'll go away and I'll, unless I am going to continue being prideful, I'm probably going to realize that like that, that was really awesome of Kinsey to do that. And I needed that and, you know, um, and kind of just get over it, you know. Uh, sort of thing but mm-hmm. that's that's my kind of quick response to that without ever having gone through that so <laughs> hmm. okay mm-hmm. so I had a couple people um, tell me they were excited about this episode and and kind of asking me specifics um, like what do you do with your husband when you're like what does it look like for you and I think because a lot of people were saying like we don't do anything. And so like, what do you do? Because they're kind of looking for like practical everyday examples of like, what's something we can do? We don't know, you know? And so, um, I want to share a little bit and then I'd love for you guys to, if you have any, any just suggestions or ideas, um, you know, kind of throw them out. But I just want to encourage some of our, our listeners who are in that place where they're like, what do you, what do you guys do? What are things we could do? Um, as a couple, I just want to encourage you to think through your day and to think through how can how can you be intentional in each and every day um, mm-hmm. with this? And so, for example, is are you able, is it possible, can you start your day, maybe not right the minute you wake up, but like, can you pray with your spouse before, you know, you both head off to work or he heads off to work or she heads off to work, you know, is there a moment where you can pause in the morning and say, Hey, let's just pray together. Um, and then I would encourage you as well. You know, are you taking time in your day to, to pray specifically just for your spouse, um, for their day, or maybe for, you know, a meeting that, you know, they're anxious about, or just praying that God would, you know, be encouraging them and growing them, you know, are you taking time to do that? And then maybe even, um, asking yourself, you know, are you sharing with your spouse what, what you're reading or, or are you sharing with your spouse something that God encouraged you with that day? Maybe try to find time to do that. It could be a text. It could be at dinner. Um, it could be when you're sitting on the couch, but just really being intentional to make sure you've shared something with your spouse. And then also asking your spouse, Hey, like, did you read anything um, that really encouraged you today? Or, you know, how was your time with God today? Because I think if you get into the habit of every day asking and being intentional, 
then your spouse, if they, if they aren't, um, already they'll step up knowing like, Oh, she's going to ask me, you know? And, Mm -hmm. um, so that's just some, some quick ideas. Of course, you know, if you guys are interested in the, the book, the reading through the Bible chronologically, uh, you know, I might, I can share that maybe Andy and I, this week on the Instagram page, we can share just some resources that could be neat to go through as a couple. And, um, you could invite your spouse in on that. Hey, I'm really excited. I've been wanting to read blank. You know, would you want to do this with me? Um, I'd love to hear your input on it too. Um, just kind of something like that. And then, um, and then just checking with yourself, are you asking your spouse questions? Are you just expecting them to check in with you or are you checking in with them as well? Like, Hey, how can I, Mm. how can I encourage you this week? You know, um, or, you know, is there anything I did last week that wasn't encouraging? Because even if you have the best intention at heart, there could be a way that you're speaking to your husband or something that's, that's really bringing him down and tearing him down. And if you don't ever take the time to ask, then he may not share it, you know? So just, Mm -hmm. I think we can be really intentional with prayer, with sharing, with listening, with asking questions. And I would encourage anybody listening to take time today to just sit and write out some of those things. Um, Because I think we so often want to just copy, like copies and paste, you know, like this is what they do. Let's do that. And, and that's okay sometimes, but it's also, you have to look at your life and your schedule and your rhythm and say, this is the time we can pray together each day, you know, and it's mm-hmm. different than this couple's. Um, but it's, it's just be intentional. So I, so I'm, I'm talking a bunch and I want to um, leave it open. If, if any of you guys have something for people listening like that. No, I, something you said at the beginning of that, mm-hmm. reminds me, we used to do this a lot. We got away from it. When we mm-hmm. had kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we should get back on this. <laughs> One thing you remember in our wedding vows, uh, Jeff Brzezinski, when he was doing the ceremony, he had brought up waking up together with mm. one another. Uh, and you had mentioned that at the beginning there, Kenzie. Mm-hmm. But uh, one thing that we did very early on, and I we did get away from this with kids, was that Annie would wake up with me on those 4.30 in the morning things. She would wake up with me wow. every morning and see oh. me out the door. Yeah, help me with. My yeah, she's like, I'm not having it. That's not when I go back. That was, and we used to talk about that all the time because that was such a unique thing of our marriage that I don't think most yeah. couples did. And we did get away from that with kids. You know, you know how it is to have a young kid mm-hmm. in the house, not sleeping. One of us is up with them all night, but really taking the time to get up in the morning with mm-hmm. one another, to start your day with one another. Um, and we are good at going to bed. We go to bed mm-hmm. together. Um, and that's good. But ending your day together in mm-hmm. bed. Uh, but really starting it and jumpstarting your day together. And the possibilities of sitting, you know, praying in the morning, or going over devotional, whatever it is, really the door is open when you wake up yeah. together and start your day together. Mm-hmm. I love that. You want to try that tomorrow? <laughs> 
I do. <laughs> I get up earlier than you now. Don't <laughs> <you>? <laughs> and you know, that reminds me because something Luke and I, and Luke was really good about initiating this. Um, and it's kind of gotten away from us too, as we've had kids, but we, whenever we were driving in the car, he would usually like throw his Bible on my lap. Uh, Cause he carries around, you know, with the smaller handheld ones. And he'd be like, okay, like, let's read through Psalms, you know, or let's read. And mm-hmm. so just when we were just on a drive. So that's an idea, too, for, for somebody uh, listening who maybe doesn't have kids. Or maybe you have kids and you can make that work. But we're um, even in the car, too. Like, you might be driving somewhere and it's a 20-minute drive. And so that's an opportunity to, you know, read Psalm 11 or read Psalm 46 and, you know, and just kind of uh, take a moment to discuss it or just you know pray and um yeah yeah so there's it's funny how there are we have all these uh opportunities all around us and we're we're kind of conditioned mm. ourselves maybe uh to not even recognize them as as opportunities and moments to check in with one mm-hmm. another and so we can you know it kind of challenges me to go okay where am i so stuck in my way that I can't even, you know, see an opportunity when it's in my face. Cause it has, cause I think it has to, you know, we have to have a long discussion or we have to have, right. you know, but maybe it is, it's, it's being more intentional of we've got 10 minutes here. We've got 15 minutes here. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I feel. And, and it can be like, just, just so that everyone knows, like it can be really awkward to begin with, you know, and then as you practice and as you do it more and more, it just becomes routine. Yeah. So like, for example, Trenton every single day asks me, what can I do for you mm. tonight? But the first couple of times he asked, I was like, what do right. you want? You know, like, well, what do you, what do you mean? <laughs> you know, but now if he doesn't ask, hey. I'm like, what did I do? Like, <laughs> right. You know? Like, cause I just like expect it cause it's become routine now. And so, but it's the same with like, if you're fighting and stop being like, can we just stop and pray? Or, can yeah. we, you know, like at first it's right, awkward, right. but then once you do it, it just becomes part of your routine. So, so being brave enough to step out and say, I'm going to do this. It's awkward. Yeah. Let's just go for it three times and then it becomes yeah, normal exactly and so that's great what Trenton's over here making faces at me well <laughs> yeah, I'm, well I'm thinking of what Jeff said in our wedding vows and he, he was like talking about waking up in the morning together and you remember when he when he said that uh when I go turkey hunting you gotta yeah. wake up with me to start my new <laughs> to start our day together <laughs> I'm thinking turkey season starts April 10th here next Saturday. Oh so. <laughs> it has nothing to do in the, within the Bible. So <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, Luke right, Scott, his so... Bible, his, uh, did you have a verse you wanted to share? Oh. Well, didn't, no, did, didn't you say Psalm, read Psalm 26 or something like that? I said 11 and 46, but they were just going to my head. Oh, yeah. I thought you said 26, so I, I was just like, I wonder what's in Psalm 26. Yeah, no, Luke had his app up, his Bible app, so I was like, oh, wait, he has to share scripture, but nope, he doesn't, so go ahead, Annie. <laughs> well, I mean, those are great Psalms if you want to check you... them out. So. <laughs> We're 
laughing at Kinsey snorting. Oh gosh, I didn't even notice. So, yeah, you know, Teddy inherited that. It's <laughs> <laughs> my boy. <laughs> so, um, I was wondering if there are a few specific things that wives can pray for their husbands throughout the day for their hearts, for their minds. What could you each give us an example of something that you feel women should pray for their husbands over? Yeah, I think, um, well, those your hearts and your minds, those are good. I think that you should pray that your husbands be in the word every day mm. and talking to God every day. Through yeah. Um, that when those things happen, the rest of it starts to fall into place. Mm-hmm. The more you desire to do God's will, the more you know about him. And uh, so you, you will start to reach out to, uh, <clears throat> to reach out to others, to seek, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Seek help from other men and look to lead your life the way mm. God calls. You're trying to be obedient to God. The more time you spend mm-hmm. in his word uh, and the more time you spend talking with him. And that's, I mean, that's a tough thing to do. I'm not, but just pray for us that mm-hmm. we would do that. Yeah, that's good. I had mentioned um, earlier about praying, you know, for, for men in lives and to be examples and um, all of that. But I think, you know, Trent obviously hit at the core of it with like what to pray. I think too, um, thinking about like a heart or like a posture shift in praying for your husband would be uh, a heart of gratitude, maybe. Um, I think that even like um, some sort of perception of need, like if I, or like desperation, um, and I'm always cautious. I feel like there's this part of my brain that's like, always like, I don't know if I want to ask God for that. Um, because I don't know what he's going to do. <laughs> be something bad. And if you know my story, like a big part of how I came to actually surrender my life to Christ was through my oldest brother having brain cancer and dying. So, I mean, maybe there's some truth to that, but I would say that's probably one of the times in my life that I was the most desperate for the Lord. And I think, though, that, like, you bet I didn't miss a single day uh, in his word or on my knees, like, pleading to him day and night. And I think that um, praying for that rhythm in your marriage and trusting God with however he wishes to accomplish that doesn't have to be, like, a prayer of doom, (laughs) you know? Mm. Um but I think just trusting God with that prayer uh, for you, you you and your husband, I think is really good. Just pleading that there's heart change. Um, have a pastor back in St. Louis that, you know, we love dearly um, and, you know, played a huge role in me and Kenzie's life. And he would always say, um, you know, that he had a hard heart and he would just simply play, uh, pray, God change my heart. And, um, you may not have had the words. It may not have been flowery or eloquent and it doesn't have to be because God knows our hearts and it's not about impressing mm-hmm. him with what mm-hmm. we say or like all those things. But I think it's just going to him and inviting yeah. him in and calling on him to take action. 
Um, and it can just be as simple as like, God changed my husband's heart, you know, um, and just continuing to do that. And I think, um, you'll see God, God will be faithful to that for sure. So. That's beautiful. I love it. I would just encourage, um, people listening to continue to spend time with couples together as well, not just individually. Right. Like we kind of touched on that with it being important to have that. But, um, if there's a couple Mm -hmm. you've seen at church or, you know, you know, that are Christians and maybe coworkers or something, you know, really encourage you guys as a couple to, to spend time and to re to reach out to maybe invite them over for dinner. Um, but it can just be so helpful, I think, to, um, to be with another couple, you know, and yeah. form relationships together as well. And, um, so if that's not something you have, I would, um, that's just another practical thing that I would encourage um, you guys to mm-hmm. seek and even pray for and ask for um, another believing couple to hang out with, you know? <laughs> yeah. And Kenzie, when you say that, like one thing that comes mm-hmm. to my mind is like as couples seeking marriage mm. counseling, and that could, some of that counseling may just be seeking a, a wiser couple that has been married, more experience yeah. in life and just, getting to know them as a couple and, you know, getting together at dinners and, uh, but seeking that marriage counseling, even doesn't, don't, don't wait till you think yeah. things are bad. And, oh, now we need counseling. Right. Like counseling is something that we can seek out regardless of the time. And we can all, all have so much to learn and build on our mm-hmm. marriages. Uh, and like, even as couples, I, Look at Annie and I, there's so much that like I still have to learn mm-hmm. about her daily and I'll never truly understand. <laughs> <laughs> still a mystery. Yeah. But, uh, no, but like just seeking out that help, whether it be from just another yeah. couple or and, and to talk to them as a couple. Um or just seeking out marriage counseling and from your mm-hmm. church and mm-hmm. saying, you know, it's mm-hmm. not that you're, it's even before you think things are in a bad spot to seek right. out that help. It's, let's get some marriage counseling. Let's go through a marriage retreat. Let's go, whatever it is that you can take advantage of those mm-hmm. opportunities. Because they definitely help tune your marriages and, and help build your marriages. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Right. Well, I just, yeah, I think, um, you know, couples that encourage you and, um, seem like they love each other, you know, whether they're, whether they've been married, you know, a really long time or not. Yeah. I think it, it would just be encouraging to spend, yeah. You know, time just watching them interact more and learning from their communication style and and all that is so helpful. I'm so thankful. Like mm-hmm. we were at Matthias lot um, at the beginning of our relationship. And so I feel like we just saw so many um, solid couples and just without even mm-hmm. realizing how much it was, you know, influencing us, but it taught us so much about ways to communicate with one another. Mm-hmm. And 
So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like we could talk forever. Annie, do you think we should keep right. this going or should we wrap, start wrapping this up? <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up and we will for sure have you guys back for some male perspectives on any subject oh, that yes. we choose going forward. <laughs> you can't escape us. So. <laughs> it's in your mouth. Right. Um, Luke, did you have something to add? I Sorry. Said, oh there you go (laughs) yeah well we just want to thank you guys so much for uh joining us and i know a lot of people are excited to to just hear a male perspective um and get a break from annie's voice on this so thank you for that absolutely (laughs) absolutely me too (laughs) cool well i'll go ahead and pray and then um oh and then i and then i have uh something to say God, <laughs> God, just for uh, these men and just um, for this time together, and we just pray for the people listening that you just um, be with them, God. That that your spirit would just be um, working in them and in their relationships, Father, and just pray that you would um, give them uh, just your heart and um, just your perspective, um, for their spouse, God, and, and that they would, uh, walk away from, um, listening to this, just feeling encouraged and knowing that, uh, they can, they can pray. You are a safe place to come to and to ask, um, that you care Mm -hmm. and that you love them and, and their spouse. And so we just, I just pray blessing, um, over everyone's relationships and just pray that you would help us all just to continue to grow in you and to grow in our relationship with our spouse, that, that you would be glorified um, in all of that. So just pray these things um, in Jesus' name. Amen. And before Amen. you leave, Annie and I have never remembered to do this, but it is very important. <laughs> <laughs> if you like this podcast, please give us a five-star review and subscribe. <laughs> We have never remembered. You sound needy now. We have, we have never remembered to to ask people to subscribe. And if you like it, subscribe. And if you feel like it should be four stars, go ahead and rate. No, it no, just don't do anything. <laughs> just tell them why. No. Nope. Get out of here, Luke. Who invited you? And also. Don't forget that we are reading the mission of motherhood yes. to keep reading. I am loving it so far. It's been awesome. If you guys have learned anything, go ahead and DM us and let us know. I, it's been really hard to hold back talking about it. Yeah. And so I'm so excited for the podcast where we get to discuss this book. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for all your encouragement this week. We can't wait to talk to you next week. Bye.